health podcast actually yeah, we, i'd be I mean, down for that it'd be, it'd be very what's very good badge what's good badge there we go we've already got a name <laughs> not the name it'd be so bad can you imagine hey everyone how do you feel about vaginas <laughs> i feel like everyone is for them is there anyone against vaginas i feel like even gay men have to be for yeah, them there's it's a lot of people who are against from. vaginas they're horrible without vaginas the human race would die correct some people would do that just to spite us yeah, but then they would never, like, have anybody recognize the evil things that they did. It's true. No one would live yeah, to tell you, the tale. No one would be around be like Coco. how shitty they are. If you don't remember, you're gone. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Goddamn, that was a sad movie. Yes, it was. All right, let's start the show. What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the What's Good Games podcast. You are a source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and the funny stuff every Friday. I'm Andrea Renee, joined in studio by one Christine Steimer. Hello. And coming to us live, not live, that's a lie, uh, from <laughs> Seattle, it's Rihanna Manuel. Hey. She's hey, girl, hey. I'm I love A-Live. how you have this... It's live to tape. You're technically live to us, but yeah. not live to everybody listening on podcast services or at youtube.com slash what's good games. But I do like that you got the that's what she said pillow repping in the background. Very nice. Yeah. Got to represent. Brittany is, oh, sorry to cut her off there. Brittany is taking the week off this week. She has got some family stuff going on and really just needs a little break like we all do sometimes. We'll be talking more about all needing breaks a little bit later on in the show thank you so much to everybody who joined us this past weekend on our what's good games anniversary stream i know Britt and i talked about it on the monday show but we cannot thank you guys enough for showing up and being so supportive and so generous with your subs and your donations for the people who bought pride shirts for the people who bought the defenders of video game city pins which by the way we do still have a few left and if you're wondering why you haven't gotten an order update it's because i'm managing all the orders (laughs) and i've been having some trouble getting my uh printing machine that does all the labels for the envelopes shipped to me so thank you for your patience in advance don't worry i have all the orders you will get your pin we do have a few left of course those amazing powerpuff inspired defenders of video game city pin created by uh pickle dilbert yes dilbert pickle I always get it backwards. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. You just um, like pickles. It's cool. Yeah. I mean, now I just want a pickle. Uh, mm. They were an amazing custom item that we designed to sell at PAX East, but because of the pandemic, they were delayed and now I've got them and we decided why not sell them and give some money away to charity. $5 from every pin sold goes to the state in the game fund, which benefits four different mental health charities. You can learn more about that at givebutter.com slash stay in the game fund. And you can also see our team on that page, the What's Good Games team, and it'd be great if you want to donate. Did you say butter, like B-U-T-T-E-R? Correct. Heard, Give butter. butter. Okay. Give Just Butter. Looking. That is the website. All right. What is interesting about the Give Butter website versus some other donation websites is that they take lower fees so that more of your mm-hmm. dollar goes towards charity instead of towards administrative costs, which is why the Stay in the Game Fund charities decided to use the Give Butter website, which I think is really awesome because it's obviously necessary to make sure the platforms run and that people get paid for their time but of course you want as much of your dollar as possible to go to the charity that you're donating to and give butter is doing their best to make sure as much as possible does and that's why the stay in the game folks uh including anita sarkeesian who we had on the show used that platform just a little the more you know about that nice Speaking of the Monday show, if you haven't joined us yet, Brittany and I are live every Monday at twitch.tv slash what's good games at 11 a.m. Pacific time. If you guys aren't able to join us live, don't worry. You can still send questions in for us to answer on the show to what's good slash dear WGG. Or you can also catch that on your favorite podcast app or, of course, at youtube.com slash what's good games. Speaking of supporting what's good games, you guys know that Amazon Prime gives you a free Twitch subscription every month? I did know that. Did you also know that 
kind of annoyingly, you have to go back and re-gift that sub every single month. Did know that. Kind of a pain in the booty. We get it. But it helps everything we do here at What's Good Games. So if you have Amazon Prime, it costs you nothing to give What's Good Games your Twitch subscription. All you have to do is link your Twitch account to your Amazon account. Then go back to our Twitch page and go subscribe. Boom. Boom. Boop. The magic happens. Give us a good boop. Yeah. Yes. I like boops. Uh, um, Steimer, tell yeah. me about this uh, drinking game that you and Brittany did last week. Oh, boy. We did a drinking game? Oh, I was, I was like, I Ghosts don't know. Ghosts of Tsushima. So, yeah, so basically because I always – I keep saying ghosts, like plural. Um, and then – we were, I was saying Tsushima before instead of like, mm-hmm. and then when we had the, we actually watched the state of play and I was like, oh, I, I keep saying this name wrong. <laughs> so we were, it was basically like, take a drink if one of us messes up the names. I will say, I feel like she messed up once. I don't think I messed up at all. The only time there was a hiccup was when the copy was incorrect. And so I was reading directly from the copy and then screwed it up. But I was like, technically that wasn't me. That was, the, that was the writing. <laughs> It was like when Xbox Game Pass was first announced and everyone, including myself and Greg, if you guys remember on KFGD, we had a, a famous bet about it. We're seeing Xbox Games Pass instead yeah. of Game Pass. And I feel like Ghost of Tsushima is the same way. And like the Tsushima versus Tsushima thing was something that I only noticed because John pointed it out while we were watching the demo when PlayStation streamed it. Did you pick that up, Ree, that they say Tsushima yeah. versus Tsushima? Yeah, and like typically for the Japanese, like the first syllable is the one you accent, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did notice. Yeah. If only our Japanese expert, Brittany <laughs> Brombacher, was here. No, she's not She's not a Japanese expert, but we do she's love her. She's a Japanese learner. Exactly. Uh, thank you to this month's Patreon producers, Chewie's Godson, Alex Rogopoulos, Ferris Ate, Mohammed Mohammed, Marcus Brown, Punctified, and Molly Bittner. Molly. Boy, it was nice to talk to Molly on the anniversary stream. She's just yeah, such a good she's a person. Delight. Such a delight. So amazing also, in the Facebook group. Great mod. And a genuine rocket scientist, which we talked to her about. If you missed our interview with Molly, you can watch the entire archive of the stream on our Twitch channel. We will be breaking that out eventually into some smaller bits and pieces. There are lots of funny clips <laughs> that people have posted on our channel. If you go to twitch.tv slash Games and click on the clips tab, enjoy the funny stuff that awaits you there. <laughs> but a big thank you to Molly for being part of our stream and to everybody whose islands and Animal Crossing that we visited. Also super fun. And don't forget, we are selling Pride merch at whatsgoodgames.com slash store. And 100% of the profits from our Pride designs go to GLAAD, the Gay and Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation, which is doing fantastic work in video games to make sure that representation is done correctly and that representation is becoming more prevalent so thank you to glad for all of the tireless work that they do and know that those t-shirts and other designs tank tops handbags pillows etc the profits 100 of the profits go to glad thank you to everybody who joined our patreon community this past week namtran charles mcbride ken the pilger michael hedrick rafael viviera costa gretchen carlson lena Brian, Stephanie DuPont, Christopher Bilia, Josie Grace, Jeff Morris, and Sammy Nichols. You can join and support What's Good Games at patreon.com slash what's good games. And thank you to our brand new five-star podcast reviewers, Iconic Scale, Fenris Gunnarsson, Tommy G.I.Y., Losperman, Atrox5, Lucky Bishop, The Drewsters, Kev Kev Sowers, and Mistafas. <laughs> I was going to pull a really funny clip from a one-star review, but we don't have any. This hey, what's the first? It. I think everyone's trying to get Brittany to do that somersault that she Yeah, they, they want to see it. <laughs> <laughs> she better start stretching. Oh, boy. Yeah, exactly. And now let's get into the news. But before we do that, I want to tell you today's news segment is brought to you by Bespoke Post. If your mailbox is anything like mine... And it's a little sad these days. Not, not very many people sending me mail. Um, that's why it's such a depressing place. All I get, political flyers, the grocery store coupons, of course, the utility bills. And did I mention coupons? Because there's even more coupons. But once a month, I do have a reason to be stoked. And that's because of Box of Awesome from Bespoke Post. 
I love my desk items that I got in my little home office kit. So I've got this cute little leather writing pad that I put underneath my laptop. And it's great for when you get pens that stop working and you like bang them on the desk or whatever. And you're like, why aren't you working pen? But the leather writing pan just whoops, smooth that ball out right away. And I've got this really cool little uh, timer, you know, those sand timers that you flip Mm -hmm. yeah it's really neat it makes me feel classy even when i'm working from home in my pajamas and steimer's got these cool fancy moscow mule cups which we talked about uh not that long ago anywho enough about our posts uh bespoke post sends folks only the best stuff every month and no matter what you're into box of awesome has you covered from style and grooming goods to borrower cooking tools outdoor gear box of awesome has carefully built collections for every part of your life the new chill box that they just debuted looks perfect for backyard and balcony picnics this summer. While you might not be able to throw a big cookout, it doesn't mean you can't keep your drinks cold while you're drinking outside by yourself enjoying the sun. If you guys want to get started, you can take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right box of awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks but you get over $70 worth of gear inside. To get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com, enter the code what's good at checkout. That's boxofawesome just like it sounds.com. Use that code what's good for 20% off your first box. It's a great way to kind of browse for new stuff that maybe you don't have that might brighten your day. Boxofawesome.com, promo code what's good for 20% off your first box. So the first story is really more of an announcement than anything. Uh, The new Game Plus Expo is going to showcase 40 games from Sega, Atlas, and more. Steimer, would you like to read this one? Oh my goodness gracious. No pressure. (laughs) Yeah. A group of Japanese and North American publishers will hold a new Game Plus Expo to showcase 40 games from Sega, Atlas, and more. As events like Gamescom move to a fully digital showcase this year, while other video game conference mainstays like E3 have canceled its 2020 production altogether due to the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, companies are finding new ways to showcase the games that they have coming this year and beyond. Announced on May 20th, 14 publishers from North America and Japan will join together on June 23rd to showcase 40 games. New Game Plus Expo is a grassroots coalition of publishers and developers, uh, New Game Plus Expo's Adam Johnson said. Organizing together for the first time, we hope fans have fun as we take a look at the combined lineup of games for 2020 and beyond. The showcase of games will join the likes of Microsoft's Xbox 2020 monthly updates, Guerrilla Collective's Indie Game Showcase, Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest, and IGN's very own Summer of Gaming event. The following publishers will show games during the New Game Plus Expo. Axel? I actually don't know how to pronounce that. Uh, Axis Games, Arc System Works America, Gung Ho America, Idea Factory International, Inti creates Koei Tecmo uh, America, Natsume Inc., uh, NIS America, uh, Playism, Sega of America, SNK Corporation, Spike Chunsoft Inc., and Way Forward. Quite a list. This definite, yeah, this definitely feels like a lot of Asian publishers that are kind of in that middleware category, just kind of banding together, being like, Yo, together Atlas, our powers combined. <laughs> they're gonna Voltron up. Yeah. Cause like Atlas, Sega. Hey, Atlas makes Persona, don't talk shit. No, Not you jokes. didn't even hear what I was about to say. <laughs> you said called it mid-tier before. But my, my poor sad heart. It's I fine. mean, but like when you talk about the caliber and sales of that game, it is, right? It's yeah. not it's not considered like triple A blockbuster. It's just not. And I think what it was important is that my point was is that none of these publishers can really afford to do a digital showcase on their own, nor would they probably drive tune in by themselves because so many of their games are very niche, right? If you look at this lineup of, of publishers like Koi Tecmo, right? Like they just do smaller games that serve a very specific audience. And I think those games absolutely deserve to have a place in summer game fest or IGN days of summer, But it's like, where do they belong? Like, Does it make sense for them to do their own individual announcement? I think collectively banding together like this means that they're going to have a lot more lift in social media chatter and publicity, marketing, pickup, et cetera, than they would if they tried to do stuff on their own. Yeah, Yeah, I think seeing this is really interesting because everyone's sort of scrambling to figure out what we do when we don't have an E3. And 
we've talked about this on the show many times, but truly it it is important to have a concentrated moment for everyone to talk about games at the same time because so much of these so many of these games would get lost. And as you said, Andrea, banding together is almost a necessity at this point. Otherwise, it, their news would be completely missed by most of their audience. Absolutely. So you can mark it in your calendars for June 23rd. June 23rd. I think the time was like either 9 or 10 a.m. Pacific time. I'd have to double check, but it's sometime in the morning. Um, and you can hear all the new stuff. Fingers crossed for there's not going to be. But I'm just like, give me more Persona. That's cool. <laughs> what do you think? They've you, already got. Are you already out. ready for Persona Six? Because it would take them forever to actually take, put, like, get it out. Sure, you can. You can just like give me a logo. That's <laughs> Drop fine. a teaser trailer. Or I don't something? even. I don't need nothing more than a logo. I'm down for that. that they won't do it, but I would be like, he. <laughs> I mean, I have obviously no interest in Persona, but have you played Royal? I've heard like great things from everybody who's played. Uh, no, but because I've like Royal is really kind of the same thing. But I've heard that extra. like 20% of the game is different. That there's like, you know, 20% of ending. like 80 hours though. I don't know. I just feel like I can't, I can't quite do that investment for, oh, I mean, maybe I can. Hell, I don't know what, what sort of time we've got going on in the future. <laughs> maybe, maybe I will. 2020 is going to be the longest year of our goddamn life. It's going to be an interesting <laughs> time. Maybe I will have time to go back through and play Persona again. Um, who can say? <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next story. Rihanna, I would love to hear from you on this one. Go ahead, take it away. Yeah, so um, the headline from Bloomberg is Ubisoft sues Apple, Google over Alibaba's Rainbow Six ripoff. Uh, So, quote, Area F2, created by Alibaba Group Holdings, LTD, in ejoy.com is a quote near carbon copy of rainbow six siege and that can't be seriously disputed ubisoft said in a complaint filed friday in federal court in los angeles rainbow six siege or r6s has 55 million registered players around the world according to ubisoft's copyright infringement lawsuit and is played by more than 3 million people every day our success is also played as a competitive esport with professional and semi professional teams competing for millions of dollars in prizes. Uh, quote, R6S is among the most popular competitive multiplayer games in the world and is among Ubisoft's most valuable intellectual properties, uh, the French company said. Uh, Virtually every aspect of AF2 is copied from R6S, from the operator selection screen to the final scoring screen and everything in between. Representatives of Google had no immediate comment on the lawsuit. Alibaba and Apple didn't immediately respond to requests for comment made after regular business hours. The game is based on Clancy's novel about a... So this is referring to Rainbow Six. Uh, The game is based on Clancy's novel about a counterterrorism unit, and Ubisoft's competitors are constantly looking ways to piggyback on R6S's popularity and to capture the attention and money of R6S players. Alibaba acquired eJoy in 2017 to increase its presence in online and mobile gaming. And uh, a little background on eJoy. eJoy started promoting Area F2 in the U.S. late last year through YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The game became available to the public for download on mobile phones and tablets last month, according to the complaint. Ubisoft said it has notified Apple and Google that Area F2 is infringing its copyright, but the companies have refused to remove the game from the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Now, there is an update. Uh, Currently, game servers are offline. Uh, The company has made no mention of the suit in a recent post on the game's website explaining their shutdown, saying only that it was, quote, carrying out improvements to Area F2 in order to deliver a better experience to players. Hmm. Hmm. So, suspect. This is is really interesting. So, I'm... Not surprised at all that this has become litigious. I actually saw this game a couple of months back when they started promoting it. And I was like, that's definitely a Rainbow Six uh, ripoff. But there's so many knockoffs and clones in the app stores that I was just like, whatever. It probably won't go anywhere. I'm sure Ubisoft's legal team is on it. But we didn't hear anything about it. And I want to give a shout out to Spelt Wrong Brit for bringing this up in the chat on the Monday show. 
it had just broke then and we didn't have time to corroborate it. So we're like, hey, let's just not cover it here. We'll take a look at it and cover it in today's show. So thank you, Britt, for pointing that out to us. And also, I want to give a quick note to these numbers from Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. 55 million registered players around the world mm. and 3 million daily players. I had no idea the daily player count was so big high. Numbers. Yeah, Those that's, are that's, big numbers. Yeah, especially for a game that old. Yeah. That is phenomenal. So congrats to the Ubisoft team. Obviously, Ray and I are big Rainbow Six fans. <laughs> we got stri- to stream again soon. Um, but what do you think about this, Ray? What do you think about this area of two knockoff? Because like we, you were talking about checking out the screenshots. It's like it very much is like just Rainbow Six. It's undeniable, honestly. Like down to like the character select screens, the way they're posing, the visual ID of the icons, like. Tatanka, Lord and Savior's turret symbol literally looks like it was taken, flipped over horizontally, and then maybe lengthened a little bit, and they added one line to the bottom. Like, it's very clear that this looks like Rainbow Six and that it's trying to look like Rainbow Six. Because, as you said, with 55 million players, there's no way they didn't know this existed already. So, Oh, yeah. No, I mean, especially if they're, like, mirror flipping the... (laughs) Yeah, they they can't even... They're like, like, no, we just want you to get confused, and we want you to think that this is a real thing, Mm -hmm. so... Come on over. I've got some candy, little boy. (laughs) I feel like doing knockoffs is one thing doing straight art asset stealing and then just doing minor adjustments is egregious in a way that's disgusting it's not to me it's all the same like i feel like people just do that now (laughs) i mean they do and and i'm guessing that they're just trying to get away with it but generally you don't see it from companies as large as alibaba because alibaba is giant i mean they're giant on the scale that like alphabet is giant with google and so i I was just like, when I heard this, I was like, well, this is a kind of a bummer, but I hope that Ubisoft gets their money and that they get their team paid and that they get all the of the damages of their own. <laughs> get your money. Yeah. But the lawsuit aside, they also announced, the Ubisoft team announced that there's new Rainbow Six content coming. So I got the press release that I have here. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but essentially it's the second season for 2020 of Siege for year five. That's year five that we're in now. That's wild to think about. (laughs) But the game is just gets better. Operation Steel Wave is what it's called, and it introduces two new operators, Ace and Malusi, a new attacker and a defender from Norway and South Africa. In addition to an entirely reworked house map and a slew of gameplay changes, we won't go too deep into the weeds here, except to say that they're looking like they're from factions that I'm not too familiar with. Yeah, they're they're unfamiliar for sure. Ace looks like Ace is the attacker. Ace is from looks like a rescue unit of some type, and then Malusi, the defender, has a very interesting character design with her braids. But um, aside from that, they're they're not very familiar at all. Like they don't clearly belong to any of the factions that we've seen yet. Do you think her braid design is a South African thing? Uh, it's it's not a Fulani design. Um, it, I mean, it looks like it's too thick. It like it looks like hair on top of hair. So I I would imagine that it was just something that they didn't animate or didn't um, draft out natively. Like it's something put on top of an existing player skin, oh, which is fine. Oh, it now that I see it up close, it does look like a wig. Like it looks like cornrow wig almost. Yeah, it's. I mean, they tried. Uh, how do you, how, how do you, as someone who as someone who has <laughs> literally amazing hair every time? How do you feel about this choice, Ree? Um, <laughs> are you mad about it or are you like oh, I'll take the representation? Oh, I mean, it's always a mixed bag <laughs> with hair and in re- representation for black women specifically. But I mean, they they gave it a go. And other th- other than her hair, she looks cool. Um, it's a very interesting gadget that she has. So I'll give them a pass on this one. I I have a lot of love for Rainbow Six, so they'll get the forgiveness this time. So what's her gadget? I haven't looked at this. I just pulled up the video so that Steimer and I can take a look at uh, some operator gameplay. Yeah, so for for Malusi, the defender, her gadget is a Banshee Sonic Defense. And it looks a lot like Jaeger's um, 
what is, I want to forget what it's called, whatever the, the anti-grenade, where you can put it on walls or surfaces and it emits a pulse sonically that will slow and disorient people as they approach it. And from what I can read here, you actually have to disable it by hitting it or by hitting it with something very, very close range. So it seems pretty decent on slowing people down. And that in combination with the new proximity alarm, which is a sticky grenade that you could probably put on a ceiling, this could be a real problem for, for really aggressive attackers. I like that they're putting in some of these defenses for aggressive attackers because yeah. I think that it kind of changes up the dynamic. Even though I think we all agree that being the defending team always feels inherently easier than being the attacking team, <laughs> which is why we got the really aggressive defender in the last round, the guy whose name I can't remember, but he can like jump up through uh, levels. Oryx? Oryx, yep, that's yeah. him. But if you guys aren't playing Rainbow Six or you've never played Rainbow Six, now is a great time to jump in. There's so much happening in the game. The Operation Steel Wave goes live. When does it? Do you have a date there? Did I just not put the date in of when it goes live? Hmm. Live date. Live date. I see all the notes here on it. Is it on the video? They announced uh, they this week in the, in the uh, description box. They might have it. Um, I could also pull up the press release again. Sorry, everybody listening. Oops. Nope. It's not in the description box Oops, either. So either they don't have a date or it's, prepared. I don't know. Yo no sé. I don't yeah, see it. I don't know. It's, I'm not seeing just, it either. You know, maybe there's no, maybe it's like TV. At some point in the future, <laughs> this will be in the game. Happening soon. Happening after this show airs. 100%. We're not giving you, we're not giving you the actual date. <laughs> We're just going to keep you guessing. Yeah. Yes. Yes, we will. But no, Is but this really, did they really not say anything? Uh, live on May 19th. It's live on, now. On the test server. So that's the test, test server. That's the test server. Okay. Test server is live now. Yeah. So that means it's probably going live soon if it's on the test soon server. Soon TM. Yeah. We'll get in there and um, try it out and see how many Thatchers and Jaegers there are trying to, to neutralize these new heroes or these new operators. I'm down. I'm down. Let's play, girl. Let's play. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Mafia Trilogy includes a complete remake of the first Mafia game and the remaster of Mafia 2. So did you guys miss the news that Mafia is happening? It's back, but it's not new. It's just the same old Mafia, but now shinier and prettier. <laughs> IGN writes, games and Hangar 13 have, sorry, games, that's 2K games, and Hangar 13 have officially unveiled the Mafia Trilogy. 2K Games previously announced the collection in a short teaser, and the leak online tipped the internet off about the definitive editions. The first Mafia has been completely remade from the ground up. The complete remake includes a new game engine, updated script, new cutscenes, added gameplay sequences, and more. And that definitely sounds like a remake versus a remaster to me. However, Mafia 1 won't be available to play until August 28th, 2020. Meanwhile, Mafia 2 Definitive Edition is available now as part of the trilogy and it also received an Ultra HD remaster. The Definitive Edition follows cab driver turned mobster Tommy Angelino as he joins the ranks of the Salieri... Salieri? Crime family during Prohibition. To say with an Italian accent. Salieri. (laughs) Uh, The first mafia is set in the fictional city of Lost Heaven, Illinois. In case you wanted a little bit of info, of course, you can learn all about mafia on the internet if you want to know more. Don't just Google mafia. Other things will come up. (laughs) Oh, boy. Or, you know. Search mafia video game. (laughs) Or live your best life and go down that rabbit hole. Uh, The screens and the footage that I saw looked really good. I have never really been into Mafia as a franchise because I'm like, I don't really want to play as a bunch of gangsters. because you're in the Mafia in real life. Well, don't out me. Jeez. (laughs) I'm trying to keep my cover not being blown. Sorry. (sighs) I find it weird that they're like, you can play Mafia 2 right now, but sorry, Mafia 1's going to take some more time. Like, ah, yes, I love playing games out of order. Yeah. Not ideal. I mean, I assume that's just for like, if you're already a fan and you just want to play it when, play it prettier. That should be the tagline for all HD remakes. <laughs> Play it, it prettier. prettier. Play it, but prettier. Play it again, prettier. Yes. It's got we'll, a ring we'll, to it. We'll, come, we'll, we'll finesse it a little bit. It's, I that's am, something. I am, yeah, keep finessing it. I am interested, though, that they have a new script, new cutscenes, and added gameplay sequences. I think that is something that would entice fans who have been 
along the ride for the Mafia franchise since the beginning to go back and actually invest in buying these games again and saying, hey, like maybe I'll go back. Or, you know, people who have never played who maybe were interested in the more recent Mafia games go, well, maybe now I'll put my foot in the door. So, yeah, yeah I feel like this, this, what this says to me is that Mafia 2 was the more solid of the games. So they were like, we could just give that a little freshen it up. Mafia one needs a little more work. Let's just let's just go. <laughs> it was a little rough just, chuckles when we went back into the game code. Yeah, uh, you know what? It needs maybe a little bit more of a nip and tuck than the other one. <laughs> now I want to go back and rewatch Nip Tuck. Dang, oh, Steiner. Sorry, I've never watched that. Oh, FX content. Okay, in case you missed it, Gen Con is the latest victim of the COVID-19 pandemic. The largest tabletop gaming convention is officially canceled. It was going to take place June 30th through August July. 2nd. Yes, that's correct. July 30th through August 2nd. That would have been a very long convention. Um, in <laughs> <The entire> summer. <laughs> Indianapolis. And word happened this week... And the official news release also happened. Quote, this will be the first time in 50-plus year history of Gen Con that we'll miss the chance to see each other in person, and it hurts, said Peter Adkison, the co-owner of Gen Con. But nothing is more important to us than the health and safety of our attendees and the communities they hail from. So that's sad, bummer town, but of all the kinds of cons that you would want to take extra precautions around, tabletop where you're all sharing (laughs) and holding game pieces feels like yeah yeah don't, dude we gotta figure we gotta figure that out and july is just not enough time to figure it out Nope. so that's a bummer it is. hopefully people we know weren't affected but in some more interesting news playstation in the several teases of content that they've been doing over the last week or so put out some random press releases about the fact that playstation had a really successful generation in fact so successful that 41.5 million people are currently subscribed to PlayStation Plus. You're welcome. Those wow. PlayStation Plus videos that I did when I worked there, that was all me. Yeah. Steimer single-handedly sold all of these subscriptions. Where are the royalties me. on this? Oh, yeah, zero dollars. Where are the points? Zero dollars. Oh, my goodness. PlayStation acknowledged that due to the pandemic, their numbers are through the roof. No surprise. <laughs> In fact, even their struggling streaming service, is doing great. PlayStation Now has 2.2 million monthly users, up a million users from this time last year. That's, wow. Oh, those poor sad people. Everybody's sad at home. <laughs> poor sad, sad and lonely. They're just like, what can we do? What can we pop? I don't know. I guess PlayStation Now. <laughs> what do it's I like do with the my last phones? resort? I feel like you already have PlayStation Plus. It's not enough. How is it not enough? Uh, <laughs> Well, know. what's great about PlayStation Now for people who are looking to play new games that obviously not pay full price for new games, they have an offering similar to Xbox Game Pass, but I still maintain that Game Pass is a better value. However, if you're more entrenched in the Sony first-party titles, then you're going to want to spend your $9.99 on PlayStation Now versus Xbox Game Pass. And I will say that it's come a long way. It's still not great, but the functionality of PlayStation Now is much, much better today than it was. So if you kind of wrote PlayStation Now off and you're like, oh, it's trash, it never works, I would, you know. Now is the time for PlayStation Now. Oh, look at that. Two and one. The marketing writes itself, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, Good night. We'll be waiting for our royalty check. Thank you. (laughs) You can send it to us here at What's Good Games. Um, anyway, just want to give a big uh, congrats. Good job, PlayStation. You're continuing to crush this generation. Yes. Stop teasing us about what games you're going to show on your next-gen console. Just show them already. No, actually, I mean, as much as I love the games, I actually don't care. I want to see the console, and here's why. I need to buy a new TV stand, and I need to know how it's going to fit into it. So give me the dimensions. Xbox has been kind to us. Xbox has shown us the console. They have given us the dimensions. I know exactly how big I need my new TV stand to be. I have zero idea for you, PlayStation. Give me a heads up. Like, give a girl a chance. Yeah. Come on. I'm with you. I think that there's a lot of unknowns about PlayStation 5. I think there's a lot of things that Mark Cerny promised us about its performance that we have, you know, yet to really see with our own eyes. I would like to see the console as well. It was interesting because I've been rebuilding the studio desk here to accommodate for a more friendly streaming and editing setup. And I had to make the decision about where I wanted to put the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. And the Xbox One X has just got a nicer, sleeker, more combat, compact form factor. 
the PS4 Pro is just a big, loud boy. And I want to put <laughs> it in the loud. corner where it belongs. Be like, you're too big, you're too loud. Go sit in the corner. What if the new PlayStation, they won't do it, but it'd be amazing if they did, had a mode that was like nighttime mode and it's just Mark Cerny reading you bedtime stories before Aww. you go to sleep. And then when it's done, the, it, the PlayStation turns off and turns everything off in your house and then you go to sleep. Well, that's nice. That'd be Wouldn't lovely. that be a nice feature? It'd be like Alexa, but Mark, Mark Cerny. <gasps> Imagine Actually, I would be Mark way more Cerny. into that. I don't I don't have smart things in my house like that. Like, I don't talk to anything besides myself in my house. Um, like, Mark, what's the weather going to be today? It would be so... It would actually be really delightful to, like, sit there and talk to... Feel like you're talking to Mark Cerny. What if he just taught you stuff? Yeah. What if it was, like, Bill Nye, but Mark Cerny... Ooh, in I'm, Alexa. I'm definitely Why does Bill it? Nye have? Now I'm like, hold on. This is brilliant. <laughs> we need Bill Nye up at Alexa. Get his like, agent on the phone. Being like, just teach me some science today. And he'll be like, here's some science. And you'd be like, awesome. Great. That would be nice. Thank Gosh, you. I feel like this has to exist, doesn't it? Does it? I mean, again, I don't own an Alexa or a Google Home or whatever those things are. I don't own any of them. So maybe this does exist. But. They have a lot of custom voices. I don't think Mark Cerny is on that list, though. No, that would be a PlayStation exclusive. <laughs> I mean, that's a system seller right there, everybody. Yeah. And on that note, let's go into our break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we've been playing. Stick with us. We'll see you shortly. What's good, everybody? Welcome back. It is the second segment of the What's Good Games podcast, and this is where we talk about what we've been playing. But before we do that, I've got a little message that I'd like to share with you. With everything going on in the world, it's more important than ever to care for one another. Whether it's a friend you see every day or family you don't get to see enough, we can all feel isolated or overwhelmed during the current crisis. So check up on your friends. Check in on your loved ones. doesn't matter if it's a text or a phone call, but also check up on yourself. Give a call, reach out, offer your support, get their support in return. That's what friends and family are for, to check up on each other. And we here at What's Good Games want to remind you that if you need support, you can always reach out to NAMI, the nation's largest grassroots mental health organization, to get support for yourself and learn how to support others. Visit NAMI.org, that's N-A-M-I dot org, or call 1-800-950-NAMI. That's 1-800-950-6264. And remember, you're not alone. I love this message, and I love that it piggybacks on the message from our longtime partners at Take This of it's okay to not be okay, and We talk about it all the time amongst ourselves, but sometimes we feel ashamed about admitting that we have mental health problems or that we're having moments of weakness or that we're feeling stressed or sad. Or if you're like me, you just burst out into tears and you don't know why. It's happened to me many times since the pandemic began. And it's okay. It's okay to have feelings. It's okay to have emotions. And it's even okay to not know how to feel about those feelings. But there's people and resources out there for you. If you don't have somebody in your friend circle that you feel comfortable talking to, if you don't have a family member that you can go to, don't forget our friends at Take This are always there. If you go to takethis.org, they have licensed clinicians that can help refer you to professionals if you need to take it a step further or if you just want to chat. So if you want to just explore what your options are in the comfort of your home and in the privacy of whatever room makes you feel the most safe, TakeThis.org is a great resource for you in addition to NAMI as well. All right. Time to talk about what we've been playing. But before we do that, I want to let you know it's brought to you by Upstart. So most of us have found out the hard way that getting into debt is easy and getting out of debt is really hard, especially if your credit score isn't great. Thankfully, now there's Upstart.com, the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. I remember vividly being in Los Angeles during the Great Recession and feeling completely overwhelmed that none of my collection of part-time jobs were making ends meet. And I just put all of my expenses on credit cards, racking up a crazy amount of debt. 
if Upstart had been there back then, perhaps I wouldn't have been subject to so many crazy fees and penalties that I went through that took me years to dig myself out of. And we know that a lot of you are struggling right now too. So hopefully you can look at all of your options and maybe Upstart is an option for you. They go beyond the traditional credit score when assessing your credit worthiness. They actually reward you based on your education and your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart believes that you're more than just your credit score. They believe in you, a person with a face and a name and feelings. They make it fast and simple and easy to check your rate. And since it's just a soft pull, it's not going to affect your credit score because that's incredibly important to keep track of. The hard pull, though, does happen if you accept their rate. The best part, though, once the loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. So if you're in a pinch and you need some help, Upstart can be there for you. Over 400,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. And you can free yourself from the burden of high interest credit card debt by consolidating everything into one easy monthly payment with Upstart. To see why Upstart is top ranked in their category with 4.9 out of a five-star rating on Trustpilot, go to upstart.com slash what's good to find out how low your rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes and you can get it by going to upstart.com slash what's good. Again, that's upstart.com slash what's good. So Rihanna. Yeah. There was some big apex news that's been (laughs) happening. In addition to some of like the patch notes and the other things that they're working through and how their PVE thing kind of broke their game a little bit. They also have all this other content and you you've dove back into apex. How's it going? It's great. Um, Apex is one of my favorite games, honestly, and it's probably going to be like my one of my most played games this year again because uh, the hits just keep on coming. So the big news of this update is the new character Loba, and uh, a lot of people remember when the Revenant character was teased. Um, there was a cinematic that they put out where Revenant, um, a biotic man you know placed into a robot body uh went after a dignitary murdered that person and there was a little girl left behind who was like standing over or like leaning over her father's dead body and she had you know the fire in her eyes staring at revenant as he you know dove out a window or whatever so everybody was looking at that little girl in the revenant reveal saying like "Ooh, she better be the next character i said that because she looked mad as hell and i wanted to see her tear shit up and that's exactly what we have. So that little girl grew up to be Loba. She is a, a master thief, and she is sworn revenge on the the Revenant character, and that's what brings her to the Apex Arena. And um, her moveset is pretty killer. So the way that her tactical works is she has a bracelet that she can throw, and then wherever it lands, she can teleport to that spot. Now, that alone in Apex is pretty major because as you know in a lot of shooters especially a lot of battle royales positioning is everything and with loba there's still so much unpredictability with where she's going to end up going and you can't exactly tell where she's going to land because she can cut that throw of her bracelet short and drop in the middle of her arc and it's been so fun to sneak up behind people or to just like barrel past everybody else trying to make it to the safe zone or just like get up on a high ledge that nobody thought you could reach before with her and you know get the advantage on people positionally and oh, I haven't even gotten to her ultimate yet Loba's great Loba's I great. love the art styling of this character I Ooh. love the braids I love the corset with the She's little sexy. peplum her I like wolf the thigh thing. straps I mean like her whole art design is great and just as a f- quick refresher Apex Legends of course the battle royale game that Respawn launched with EA last year it's been crushing it they won a bunch of uh, awards in the various different awards ceremonies and in, in shows that happened over the last couple of months so she looks she looks bomb I feel like a teleporting like ability is a little unfair in a battle royale game. <laughs> so uh, nah, there, there are counters. <laughs> not to not her. if you pick her as your character, it's not. I mean, if she's your it's main, good, uh, no big deal. But no, there, there are some um, there are some counters to Loba. Of course, Revenant has a tactical suppression ability so that you couldn't use the bracelet no, sorry, to get out sorry, of situations or get behind people. I'm just hitting the wrong button. Mute. 
There you my go. bad, my bad. Continue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, th- there's there's ways to react to Loba, and um, the cooldown on her bracelet is pretty high, so she's not throwing this thing, you know, every two seconds. Like there, there's a bit of a gap between every time she has the ability to use the tactical. Um, and her ultimate is completely unrelated to movement. Uh, the way, What she does with her ultimate is she sets up uh, her staff. It opens up an item shop that anybody, friendly or enemy, can use to loot up to two items in the radius around that staff. So it, it has nothing to do with movement. It's more about speed and getting through things quickly and you know getting all the items that you want in a specific area. Her passive lets her see high-value items through walls. So again, not movement-related. Like She's not completely kitted out to get the positional advantage on people but boy oh boy when you get that bracelet throw right and like you land on a hill right behind somebody and they're like i don't know what's happening and you just shoot them in the back like it feels really good like it, <laughs> you're like <there's, laughs> you're like it feels so good to kill somebody with no honor it does a little <laughs> um i haven't seen any of the community reactions so far what are people thinking about loba surprisingly people aren't always picking loba like she's not in every team comp um what we're seeing a lot of right now quite honestly is mirage who got an incredible buff with this update so mirage is a character who creates a clone of himself uh whenever he uses his tactical ability and that clone used to just run in a straight line like a dummy ai now that clone Ah, lovely (laughs) it was pretty it was pretty obvious the spot but now that clone can move independently because it mimics your actions. So you can send a clone like four yards to your left and then move to your right. And it looks like your clone's moving to the right. You can use it to like pretend to peek around corners to draw out fire from enemy teams. Also, when Mirage is reviving a teammate, now both individuals go invisible. So Mirage is now similar to Lifeline that you can run in and revive somebody with little to no risk. Also, Mirage's ultimate... Um, now I believe it lasts longer and you can crawl faster. So it's just each of each of Mirage's clones do more independently AI wise. So they're more convincing. And I've seen Mirage in pretty much every single team that I've come up against. Was Mirage just not being used at all before? Were they like, ooh, we better we better buff this boy here and there. Um, I think they may have overdone it a bit. <laughs> but fine tuning needs to be done it's almost like balancing is super easy yeah and everybody can do it <laughs> yeah it, it's just they may have overcorrected. Math. But, um, it's yeah, it's, it's interesting it's because it feels like a character like that feels is obviously a support character right and you want to have those in team comp but again in a battle royale like being the support character in your squad is really not the best position to play because if you get eliminated i mean you're more at risk to get eliminated it's not like a technical game right it's not like yeah. rainbow right and so i get why people were maybe really hesitant to play more defensive forward players in a battle royale than a more team-based game you know like tactical shooters or even like you know mobas or other kind of squad-based pvp type situations but the gameplay looks good i honestly have not really even touched apex but now that the pve is live i feel like i need you to like yeah sherpa me through i will would you would you do that i will gladly i will take anyone through apex it is such a fun game like besides the fact that it's a battle royale and that not a lot of people are into that and i understand it the shooting feels great the audio is great the movement is great it is just a really well-made game and the fact that it is free is absolutely ridiculous like you should definitely play it if you haven't yet yeah, how is the how is the monetization in the game? It's super fair. It's all cosmetic, but I want it all. So it feels <laughs> like they did it right. Isn't that just the thing? All these free-to-play games that are massively, massively successful put out the coolest cosmetics, and you're like, but why is it $10? Oh, yeah. As <laughs> soon as I got free. Loba, I got a new skin yes. for her. Because they, uh, they got to make them. Yeah, as long like, as it's what not do the Loba skins look like? Yeah, oh, see. they're hot. So I got the purple one. <laughs> I okay, think it's called Purple Rain. We're going to look them up. Loba skin. And the way she struts towards the camera when you select her in the character select screen. Can we just talk about that for a second? Like, I mean, she's got oh. she's got booty. She got cake. Nice. She's like she's like Iana in Rainbow Six. Out her ass. Oh yes, mm-hmm. yes she is. She's thick. Oh yeah, I like it. Thick. Also, oh my gosh, that this hair that she with the oh. shave on the sides. Queen. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. 
Oh, <sighs> it's super cool. Yeah, the purple rain. I, I'm I'm partial to the double braids because I used to wear that hairstyle a lot back in the day. <laughs> but I love the corset. Like I said, the corset with the peplum is super cute. I love these boots. Mm. I feel like this character art makes me want to play the game just so I could play as this character. Yeah. When the world <laughs> comes good, back, we should design. all cosplay. It's <laughs> Lopa. Exactly. Yes. We'll just go as all different skins. Perf. Mm. Gorgeous. I'm down. Um, very cool. I'm glad that you have jumped back in and that you're having some fun. We should definitely play together. Mm-hmm. And we have also been playing, well, we don't really play this game together, but we've visited each other yeah. a couple of times. That's right, everybody. My obsession with Animal Crossing New Horizons continues to go deeper into a hole that I was not aware existed, and I'm worried for my sanity. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> So it was a really fun thing during the anniversary stream to get to visit a couple of people's islands. Thank you, everybody, who gave us gifts, who made all the custom shirts. Uh, Trevor Starkey has an oh, amazing collection. I still need to collection. get my gifts from you. Um, did oh. you use them all? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, my God. You you took my gifts. Wait, what, <laughs> were they? what were they? Uh-oh. I, I grabbed, as your character, I grabbed double gifts from everybody so that I would have the ones because I didn't have my, my Switch with me. Oh. Well, if you remember what the items are, I'd be happy How to How would I remember? We didn't open them together. Oh. They were just little packages on the ground that you dumped. Oh, I don't. I didn't open any extra packages. Oh, okay. Then maybe they're still there somewhere on your island. <laughs> Do you not remember where you dropped them? Were you that driver? There was no. There was no unopened packages on my island. Everything was open. Are you sure we didn't open them? You may have opened them later without me, but <laughs> listen, there was a lot of alcohol consumption that day. <laughs> it's very possible. I'll all check, right, you have all I'll the gifts. Check the tape. It's fine. Listen, I'm happy to gift you whatever was in those gift bags. We could also. Do you remember who we got them from? Oh Literally yeah, we, we still everybody have them all we in Discord. Oh yeah, we could just reach out to them and be like, "Do you yeah, remember like, what, what you, gave, you us? give us? I need to make sure to give it to Steiner." But are you going to keep playing? I play it randomly when I just like get a get a hanker in for it i think i've only played like a couple of times and i'll just wander around because again the problem is i i know that if i go a little too far like i'm never coming out so i just like kind of splash around in the puddle instead of jumping into the lake if that makes any sense makes so like, perfect sense. all right i'll go and oh yeah i hate all my villagers so like fuck you guys oh. i've run away from you and then I really want to terraform this island, but God knows how many bells that's going to take. And I have never done the turnips thing. And There's I, no bells required to terraform. Really? Mm-hmm. I need to figure out how to friggin' do it. Yeah. So you have to get KK Slider, who is the elusive oh, musician, not, he like to come visit your island. So your island has to get at least a three-star rating, yeah. I believe. My island is broke as a joke. It's not <laughs> compared to everybody else. It's not. It's but not. But listen, good. the Animal Crossing community is vast. The only way to get a three star rating is just to decorate your island. So yeah. All you have to do is decorate. I got stuff That's to all. give you. That's it. Yeah. That's all you got to do is actually put some. Think about it. And listen, decorate. if I can offload my it. current turnip inventory, I can like pay it forward with a loan. <laughs> oh, like a loan. Maria paid it forward to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't want a loan? No. Well, I want free money or no money at all. Oh, wow. I'm not rich enough to give you free money. <laughs> I believe one Joey Noel is rich enough to give you free money. Yeah. I'm sure there are plenty there of people, people in our community could. that would gladly donate you some bells. I only have like 500,000 bells. Oh, yeah. We, we can help you out. I've, I feel like if I, if I manage to invest in the turnip stock market with those 500,000 bells and then like post it on Twitter that I was looking for somebody... With I would be fine, and I would just be like, yeah. and now I'm a multimillionaire. But I think honestly, it would just make me sad because I realized that it's not that easy in real life to do that, and I wish that it was. <laughs> That's what was so poignant, right? About Tim's Tim Schaefer's thoughts on the game. So thank you to Gary Witta for having us on Animal Talking. It was a hilarious interaction. <laughs> we of course stormed the set. He called us very he, he rude, did not like that multiple times. But he kept talking about other celebrities instead of talking to Tim. And we were like, yo, Gary's running like 30 minutes behind because he kept talking about other people that were on the show instead of talking to the people that were on the show currently. And so we were like, let's just storm the set. Let's go. But then he kept talking to Tim. And we were like, well, we don't want to interrupt Tim's time. We only want to interrupt Gary showboating about how many celebrities he knows. 
<laughs> and so when the moment was right, when he shifted from talking to Tim to being like, Tim, I just want to use you for your connection to Jack Black. <laughs> and then and then Tim like made his Animal Crossing character sleep on the couch. We were like, now's the we're time like, to Tim's storm the try- set. If Tim's sleeping. Also, we had permission from Leah, the executive producer of Animal Talking. So we didn't just we did. do it. We didn't just do it on our own accord. Leah gave us permission. In fact, she gave us the idea. It's true. Not only did she give us permission, we weren't even thinking about it. And then she was like, you can just do this if you want. (laughs) And then she's like, and then she's like, also somebody sit in Gary's chair. He hates it when you sit in his chair. Somebody please try to sit in his chair. I love that he (laughs) hates it when you sit in his chair, but you have to sit in his chair at least for a second in order to get to the mic stand on his set. He has too much furniture. Yes. He has one too many fake plants on his set. He just needs to get rid of some of the furniture. Ooh. Shade. It's going to be like my new apartment where I'm going to be like, I got too much furniture in here. Just got to get rid of a little bit of it. It's not meant to be shadery. It's meant to be <laughs> logistical, practical. Listen, if you're going to have four or five little avatars running around, you got to give them pixels to run around. Or in. you got to let them sit in your chair. Yeah. <laughs> or that. Beggars and cheapers. Um, it was super fun, though, but it was fun. The point I was trying to make was that Tim Schaefer, during his interview with Gary, of course, Tim Schaefer, legendary game designer, um, talked about how the lesson he learned from Animal Crossing was to slow down and to remember that you don't get everything you want right when you want it and that it takes patience and it takes time. And the game has really reminded him that as frustrating as it is because you want the gameplay loop to go fast, that it's really a good lesson to look at life and go, the things that you want will happen. You have to work for them and it takes time and you can't rush the things that you like and the things that you love and the things that enrich your life. And I was like, gosh, damn, that's so deep. It's true. It's true. It's unfortunate, but, but true. I really yeah. just want to bulk craft like bait. <laughs> like these stupid clams take forever. You have to press A so many times. Bulk crafting, yeah, it, it's a thing. It was funny that Gary asked us to vent. He's like, all right, I let everybody t- say what they don't like about the game because I'm hoping that Nintendo is listening. And of course, Nintendo was watching that Always. show every week. But... What would do? Did you have something that you I could picked play the with? tarantula just for fun? Mm. <laughs> I was like, what? it doesn't really bother me, but they are so aggressive that it just stands out as weird. Mm. Because the game otherwise is very slow and is very chill, and then so just to have one thing that just hunts you down, <laughs> like it, like you heard it. I don't know. It was weird, especially since biologically they don't, as you pointed out, reptile wrangler. Yeah. And they, they do not at all. They would like to not be around humans whatsoever. Hmm. Well, and they do such a great job with blathers in the museum of reminding folks, especially now that stamp rally is happening in the game, of being like, yo, here's an educational experience built within the game where you can learn things about other species. And they, it's so well done and it's so cute. And I love the museum. And then they're like, we're actually just going to say, fuck it. We're going to make tarantulas mean because, because one of our game designers afraid decided of spiders they already. Yeah. I'm like, the like, spiders get a bad enough rap. Maybe yeah. we don't need them chasing people down in this game. Yeah. Scorpions, on the other hand. Scorpions, a bunch of assholes. <laughs> I still haven't seen a scorpion yet. I haven't either. Oh, my gosh. They are way scarier in Animal Crossing than the tarantulas. Really? They like, they, like, shake like a rattlesnake when you get close to them. Oh, no. Not only do they put their legs up like the tarantula does, but they, like, shake back and forth. Oof. And I'm just like, I'm still going to catch you, but you're being really creepy <laughs> right now. You're being a weirdo, and I don't like it. Mm. Be normal. Be a normal scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm having a lot of fun. I think it's something that relaxes me when I've had a long day or I've had a stressful conversation with someone and I just like want to just chill and decorate. I'm now at the point where I feel like I can do things with my island, even though it still takes a long time because, man, if I can only order five things in the catalog per day, it's going to take me a long time to get all the floor lights I want to decorate my entire island. <laughs> you want to put floor lights all over your island? Not all over, but I want them in a couple of different spots. And you can only order up to five items. And I don't want to only order floor lights. I have other things I want to buy. You're like, I need to consolidate all my ordering. It's like Amazon. You don't just buy the one thing. <laughs> um, yeah, that's interesting. I think that and going to everybody's island really made me honestly be like oh i think the reason i have stopped playing is i don't have a vision for this yet so like if you don't have a vision you don't really have anything to work towards so Mm. i'm just kind of like going in and digging around like picking up the fruit and leaving um 
so it was fun to see what everybody else had taken the time to create. I think that's super cool. Everyone else is a little bit more creative than me. Although to be fair, I'm doing what they're doing, but in real life, because I'm sitting and obsessing <laughs> over the new floor plan of my new apartment and doing similar shit where I'm like, where is this going to go? This is going to go here. Okay. Measure that out. Exactly. Okay. Perfect. That goes here. Where is this art going to go? Where's all my shit from my current place going to go in my new place? It's the best part um, of moving for me. Planning so everything yeah, so- out. Once the new place is like settled, then I might be like, ah, now it's time for Animal Crossing. <laughs> and I, I feel like I understand what I need to do here. I, I get that. I think that's been a good substitute for me because I have a lot of things that I want to buy and decorate in our new home here in L.A. But we have like locked down, obviously, all of our spending like a lot of people have because still so many things are uncertain. So it's like, well, I want to buy this thing for outside, but I can't. Well, I want to buy this thing for this room, but I can't. But I can decorate to my heart's content in Animal Crossing. <laughs> I can yeah. have three hot tubs in my bathroom. <laughs> hot tub for everybody. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But, Re, do you have a vision for your island? Is <sighs> Gullah... Is it cross two or times two? It's it's Gullah times two because I couldn't fit Gullah Gullah spelled out fully, unfortunately. Oh, Gullah Gullah. Yeah. But, um, Island. I don't have a direct vision. I have like, I have pockets of visions. Like I know I want to do like an outside rock garden. Um, I know that I want to do some sort of like outdoor cafe thing because I've seen a lot of that in examples on YouTube and in Reddit and they're very cute and I have a lot of that stuff. But I can't do anything right now because I'm trying to spawn my rocks in a really specific place right in front of my resident services. So I have mannequins all over my entire island in every two by two space. And it's I, a nightmare. That must be creepy. It's Well, they don't have faces. They're like dress forms. That makes forms. it worse. Yeah. Uh, well, no, they're like dress forms. So oh, there's okay. no, oh, there's okay. no head. Uh, so I went to Ree's Island today because Sahara, the rug dealer, was there. And also I needed to sell my oranges and her fruit is cherries. Yes. So I was like, let me come sell. I have like 100 oranges I have to offload. <laughs> um, and I was like, wow, it's there's a lot of there's a lot of weird mannequins everywhere. Because the thing with rock spawning, there's like a whole art to it, right? You can only have X amount of patches available for them to spawn in or something. Yeah. So a rock can spawn in any space with eight squares around it available. And that includes grass or um, flowers. flowers. So right. if so, every two spaces horizontally and um, vertically, you have to put something there that you can't walk through. So walking around my island is literally like shimmying past a bunch of people in a crowd all day, every day. But thankfully, tomorrow should be the last day. I should have my last rock spawn in the right place. And then I can delete all of the mannequins. So... And then you'll have a beautiful rock garden. I definitely would love a rock garden because they always spawn in like the weirdest, randomest places. But I'm not. I'm not ready. I don't have enough things. You don't have built enough mannequins on my, on my island. Yeah, where did you get all those mannequins from? Yeah, I just you made one um, custom palette that was just all pink, and I used that as a dress. And I believe if the the tutorial online that I followed is correct, when I'm done, I can go to that custom design and just clear it. And it should delete all of the mannequins in one step, hopefully. Nice. Ah, so, yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Nice. Unless you did it wrong, in which case you have to <laughs> manually delete every single one of those. Lord help me. I hope not. <laughs> no, I think you'll probably be fine. That seems intense. Mm, it was a lot. You'll be like, well, I, I, I give the island to the mannequins now. It belongs to you. <laughs> I've just given it's up. It's no longer Gullah Gullah. It's yeah, Pink it's, Mannequin Island. Pink Mannequins. <laughs> all day, every day. Um, PMI. That's what we're going to call it. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's about all we've been playing. Actually, there's a couple of games no. that are on my docket for next week. So you guys may have seen people talking about man eater. Brittany and I played this game at PAX East just a few months back. This is the game where you play as a shark and it's like an action. Oh yeah. RPG yeah. Game that looks really can, like, fun. Fish and attack. Yeah. So that game is out this week, but the pre-launch code had some pretty serious bugs in it from the notes that I got from the PR team. So I'm going to hold on playing that until they get the day one patch. So by the time the podcast airs, that patch should have been pushed. And so if you're playing it brand new, everything should be fixed. But th- that's just one of the unfortunate everything side effects. Everything should be going swimmingly. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Here for the puns. 
Nice. But that's just an unfortunate side effect of getting pre-release code. It's really cool that you get to play the game early, but a lot of the times the game is broken. So um, the team is working hard to fix those things. So hopefully next week I'll talk about Maneater and then Steimer and I still have to do our co-op gameplay session of Starcrossed. Yeah, I tried a- playing that alone. I was like, uh, no. <laughs> it takes a little bit of practice. So I think the only reason I got the hang of playing it alone. So this is a Magic Girl. Oh, yes. 2D. What kind of a game would you even call this? It's almost, almost like, like a shmup, but it's not. Yeah, it's like a shmup twin stick shooter thing. It's a weird combo. I, it's a strange. I couldn't figure out yeah, what it's called Yeah, it's kind of like the gameplay of Geometry Wars in that sense. But the visual art, art style is all Magic Girl, which is amazing. I love the art yeah, in this Yeah, the game. art's beautiful. I really like that. And so we got to talk to this team at PAX East as well. And the game is out now. And they provided us with code. So thank you to the team for that. But... It really is a co-op game, and I, like I said, the only reason I got to play it solo is because the one of the developers on the team like walked me through how to play it solo. It was just kind of breaking. I tried, and then I was like, "It's breaking my brain a little bit." It's like a, it's because a, you have to move one character one way and one character the other. Oh, okay. And so I was like, "That." So what I usually do is I just leave the one person alone, and then like. <laughs> control one and kind of like arc around it um but you know that doesn't work very well in the later stages of the game (laughs) i think it would be a fun game to stream because it's so visually really pretty yeah so maybe we can find some time when you're not packing (laughs) when i'm not moving yeah yeah when you're not doing things um but look forward to that we'll have more to talk about next week and if you guys missed any of the anniversary stream, again, you can catch that archive at twitch.tv slash Games. We've also got plenty of videos, including our compilation of funny stuff, which is quite <laughs> hilarious, if I do say so myself. And, of course, our community video. Thank you again to everybody who sent videos in. It was such an amazing time watching all of you talk about why you love What's Good Games and what makes our WGG community so special. Both of those videos, of course, up on our YouTube channel. And that's going to do it for us today. We will see you guys Monday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific time on Twitch for What's Good Games Live. But until then, have a great weekend, everybody. Goodbye.